and good morning, Hoosier Nation, and welcome to another victorious edition of Hoosier Morning After. This is Hoosier Morning After Nebraska, part two of the season. Last night, your Indiana Hoosiers go on to beat Nebraska on the road for the first road win. Let's hear for that. 78-71. to 71. A very slugfest, sloppy, up-and-down type of game that we've seen uh, this year. A game that we had to take care of. A game that we needed to get for the win and everything. Um, but hey, we got that road win. We got that road Big Ten win. Under our belt, that monkey off our back, and let's uh, move forward from that. Uh, thanks for joining me on this crazy edition of Hoosier Morning After. Um, have been able to dodge this for the most part this season uh, with just putting off the episodes to another day or something like that if I had a work or a shoot going on. And fortunately, I got a busy week this week. So uh, sorry if, for those of you that uh, are listening on the podcast, uh, different podcast uh, platforms, and you hear the audio is a little different. Uh, those of you that are watching on YouTube and can see from that, you notice uh, yourself, you can see in different surroundings. Uh, had to do this one from the Charlotte Motor Speedway uh, Media Center. Found a little corner, little room to uh, venture off into. That being said, you might hear a little noises and clicks and everything as the rest of the shooting crew arrives and everything in the background for breakfast and everything. So I uh, wanted to still get, get, get the show in and talk about this game. <clears throat> Excuse me, a game obviously that Indiana needed. Um, good to have, good to, like I said, get that, get that game under our belt, but um, not a pretty one as we're going to kind of see from this team moving forward. And um, we're going to have some slugfests. We're going to have some games that uh, just have those sloppy moments like we like we saw last night. Just a physical, very typical Big Ten type of game. Uh, typical, I hate to say it, for the first time this season, typical Big Ten ref situation. Uh, a little aggravating at, at many times in this game for what they tried to do. But um, Indiana leads in the first half, going into halftime, 45 to 39, up by six. And then the second half goes on uh, 33 to 32. So pretty much the second half just maintained uh, the lead going on, going, going through that, that half. And um, going up by 10 many times, fluctuated. But uh, being able to just kind of control and hold on to that win was, was, was good to see from the team. Um, despite the, the, the tough shooting at times and everything like that. Um, looking at a few of the numbers, uh, stats in the first half, shooting 61% from the field, that was great to see. Um, 45 in the second half, struggled a little bit, obviously, to get in the off offense and uh, rounding out the game 54%. Um, shooting from three, lacked a little bit in the first half, one for seven for 14% for that on that game, and then uh, led into the next game. Uh, next half, shooting three for six from the field, uh, 50%. Uh, there we go. First little knock and inter introduction by someone checking what's going on in this room. Uh, sorry for those that pop in. Um, but, uh, yeah, shooting overall shot selection I thought was pretty good. Obviously, in the first half, did some good things getting it down to Trace Jackson Davis. Um, got away from that in the second half. Um, Nebraska really kind of, I don't know if it was a game plan or not, to be more physical and rough and tumble. Um, it's kind of what we have seen from Hoiberg in his uh, tenure so far at Nebraska. They are kind of slugfests. They are kind of, I hate to say dirty, because uh, I don't know if that's a game plan to be dirty, uh, to be aggressive. Um, it was definitely 
seemed to be uh, a game plan to uh, try to get play with Xavier Johnson's emotions. Um, he's an emotional player that's out there in the world. Everyone knows that. Everyone can see that if they've watched any sort of tape on Indiana and, and Xavier Johnson in the past. He is an emotional guy, and, that, and, and I like him for that. Um, as I've said before, I like that he, he kind of toes that razor's edge of being uh, emotional and, and uh, angry at times, but uh, I feel like Nebraska game plan to that. Be it that tie-up that he had against his former player that in the replay didn't look like he tied him up at all. Uh, chalk that down to more officials kind of anticipating a call and calling it before they actually see the call, um, which happens a lot, um, I hate to say. But uh, that one was very questionable after you saw the replay where the Nebraska player didn't really touch the ball or tie him up for even a split second in that. And then uh, went back in there to try to get the ball from him. Um, as a past player, he obviously knows the fire that uh, Xavier Johnson plays with. So seemed to be playing against him for that. Um, then we had later on a play where the uh, tall, lanky guy on Nebraska, forgetting his name right now, um, as Xavier Johnson drove to the basket, that player fell down, got tangled in the feet. And watching that replay, he wraps his ankles. He definitely does wrap his ankles when he doesn't need to and uh, wraps those ankles around and wraps his, le his legs around the ankle of Xavier Johnson trying to trap him in. That's so dangerous. I remember years ago, the hook and hold. Hook and hold was such a big storyline. A couple of years ago in college basketball, it was protect the guys, protect their shoulders, protect them from injuries. What's going to be more injury than wrapping your legs around a guy's ankle as you're on the ground and rolling around. I mean, Xavier Johnson kind of pulls his leg out and does a little extra. He did a little extra on that. He did a little extra move there, faking him out like he was going to kick him. But to not have a call there, um, I don't know if that's the case because they didn't want to open the can of worms and if they're going to call uh, the Nebraska guy that felt like they needed to call something on Xavier Johnson as well for that kind of kick fake. Um, so they felt a no-call situation in that, but had Xavier not done that little flick at the end of it, um, that's got to be an easy call. Refs have got to protect players, got to protect their ankles, protect them from injury. Um, and speaking of that, uh, also to continue this rant, <laughs> if you will, on the on the play, on the foul calls, um, hope Tra Trace Jackson Davis is doing better. He's tweeted out that he's good. He'll be ready to go on Thursday, um, but. You got a call. I don't think they even called a foul on that one. Um, let me know in the comments of this if 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 it was called a foul, but I don't remember. Um, but when you hip check a guy like that midair, and he falls down hard, you got to call something on that. Um, while not fully malicious and wanting to cause an injury, it is obvious that you're using your body to push against another guy. It should be a foul in that situation. I mean, we all know those hard fouls going up for the basket maybe cost IU a win or two in, in losing Trey for a while in there. Uh, I, I still, on this day, will argue that a few of those games that we had, Syracuse or Wisconsin, uh, might have turned into wins 
had we had Trey. So to see a play like that and, and, and a crucial player go down physical uh, in such a physical call, play and, and not to see a call or, or situation to that was kind of scary. Um, and what that did in the game was led to Trace Jackson Davis going out and then IU kind of really struggled in those last seven minutes without him on the field. And uh, we had seven turnovers in those last seven minutes of the game, only one prior turnover in the second half uh, for a total of 14 on the game. So we had eight in the second half, seven of those in the last seven minutes. The guys looked very discombobulated at that point in the game, really struggling to find the offense and get going. And, and from the four minute mark on, really seemed like we were just trying to run the clock down and then didn't really get into any offense at all. Um, that kind of transitions into uh, the talk that I want to have about Rob. Um, he obviously comes off a really tough game emotionally and confidence wise, uh, and then was hoping to see him bounce back to a degree in this game, and I didn't, I didn't see that at all. Um, you could see that the previous game's psychological damage that it had on him affected his confidence, and we've, we've taken a step back in the quest to rebuild Rob Fennedy's confidence. Um, when he had the ball towards the end of the game, he looked like he didn't want to have the ball. Um, Nebraska's defense on the ball kind of stifled him. He struggled to get into anything. He struggled to get around his, his defender. Um, he didn't really get downhill much at all in this game for IU, like he has shown he can do when he's got that fire. Um, he just looked timid. He looked timid and um, I don't want to say scared because I, I hate to say scared in the sense of, of players playing and stuff because I don't think players ever really played necessarily scared but uh i will say timid and and not confident at all in this game of his skills and what he can do um doesn't score any points in this game um and just very out of the ordinary for him very um hoping this is not a step back and we can really kind of step forward again uh it's definitely two steps back let's take three steps forward uh, going into Thursday and let's try to build him up. Let's, let's, let's see what we get. We'll see what we get. Um, turning attention to more brighter spots going into this, the bench who sh that struggled in the previous game at least were able to see some good meaningful minutes from uh, Jordan Geronimo, Trey Galloway, and, and even uh, Tamar Bates. Uh, while he struggled a little bit in the minutes that he got, he got 12 minutes in the first half. Uh, was one for one from the field um, and uh, struggled a little bit, I think, to find his his mojo to get downhill or, or find things in rhythm. Um, I still want to see us try to run more plays towards him and, and, and get him downhill, some good ball screens that he can come around off of. Um, beautiful assist from him in the open field. It shows, shows little glimpses, obviously, what he can do for us. Um, running the break and finding uh, Trace Jackson Davis on a beautiful alley-oop there. Uh, Trey Galloway, some good minutes from him, eight in the first half, 13 in the second half, uh, was ended three for three from the field. So took, took some good shots, took some shots that he knew he could make 
three for five from the free throw. Um, did have four turnovers, though. Uh, was a little more careless with the ball in this game. But the uh, big storyline in this game, as far as the bench players, is Jordan Geronimo getting out there and showing, again, the glimpses of what we all were seeing and talking about in the preseason. Um, the little glimpses that I saw in the Bahamas that got me excited about the season for him. Um, he's had some up and ups and downs with as far as how many minutes he's gotten in games and, and what he's been able to do with those. But um, just continues to be a guy that you want to argue about needing more minutes. And he got a lot in this game, 21. I think that maybe without digging too much here live and keeping you guys um, hanging here uh, to dig down. But I think that's probably about the most minutes, at, at least in meaningful games, that, that we've seen him play. Ends up perfect from the field, four for four, uh, makes all the free throws that he has. He's just got a beautiful shot. He's able to elevate. He's able to uh, just physically do amazing things. Um, is able to jump up and get rebounds over guys that don't jump and get rebounds and confuse the hell out of refs to the point where they don't think it's physically possible, so they call fouls and over the backs on that. That was a ridiculous call. Um, stuff we're going to see, and we have seen from Jordan Geronimo, where um, he gets called for fouls for just being more athletic than the guy that he's, that he's against. Um, and that's going to be, I, hold on to your hats. With Big Ten refs, that's going to be a common thing that we're going to have to deal with with Jordan Geronimo. Um, but just a great player um, being in the right position, playing physically, playing full tilt all he can in the game. Only has one turnover, has eight rebounds, nearly gets a double-double, 10 points, three fouls. Uh, again, that crazy foul, but just like his game overall. Uh, I like what he can bring. Um, he posts up, he makes can make threes. While he didn't take one in this game, he's, he's made ones in the past, but has that mid-range mid -range game that not many players have and is not a shot that you want to have too many people take these days. It's not a high percentage shot. If, if, if you're going to be out there uh, in college basketball, you at least want guys to take two or three more steps back and make it a three-point shot or take two, three more steps forward and, and, and make a layup. But he's able to hit those mid-range shots with beautiful form and beautiful elevation, and um, it's going to only open up his game. So very excited for the future for him, for IU. Uh, it's going to be a cornerstone piece and going to be a major contributor uh, in the next few years for this IU team, and we're going to see him playing in the pros. We're definitely going to see him playing in the pros. With his physicality, his, his shot-making ability and everything like that, um, he's going to get out there and he's going to make a difference. Um, for someone in the future. And it's going to be exciting to see that. The, the struggle you have with playing him, and I've talked about this before, and getting him this many minutes is that it's a trade-off because if he's not getting the minutes, or then that means that you've got Race Thompson in there. But if he is getting the minutes, then that means Race isn't in there. And those two guys are very integral to this team, and it's tough to argue who should have more minutes. Um, I see both sides of the argument. That's been, that's been quite an argument on Twitter since this game is a lot of people arguing which one of those guys 
should be playing more minutes. And I'm on your side. Whichever side you're arguing, I'm on your side. I agree with you. He should be getting more minutes, meaning Jordan, because he does impact the game. He is contributing offensively. Uh, he does pretty well on defense and everything with his length and is good on uh, as a rebounder. Flip side, Race Thompson, an amazing leader for this team, does the great stuff off the stat sheet that, that uh, you'd like to see. And uh, so I see the argument for him to get playing time. So it, it's tough to figure between those two guys how you trade off those minutes, how you distribute those minutes. And, um, yeah, it's just great to have a backup. I mean, again, them, them being cornerstone players and in a position that leading into this season we were kind of debating who's playing the four, if we're going to have a stretch four type of thing, what do we do with that? And to have two players that were arguing who should play more is great. And that means if one is lacking, the other one can pick up the slack and uh, we don't have to worry per se about that position. So um, the final thing I want to kind of talk about that's been, been, been pushed around a little bit too is Stewart and Miller Cop. Um, after my great prediction in the Iowa game, obviously, of Fran getting a tee, I kind of was just feeling like Stewart or Bates were going to be the high scorers in this game. Um, and while IU did run a few plays for Stewart in the second half, uh, to get an open look, I feel like we need to have more run for those guys. Because the more those guys can hit, and again, Stewart is averaging 40% plus, 45-ish, I think, on the year. The more those guys can hit, the more that opens up for our star player, Trace Jackson Davis. That's just common sense, commonly known. And too often, it seems like Miller Cop just sits on the side and waits for the ball. Or, uh, and, and we're just not running action for them. I, I would love to see the coaching staff run a lot more action, a lot more plays to get them open shots to see the offense and everything open up a lot more. Um, we've seen it in, uh, gosh, I wish I could say which game it was, where we were, we were hitting a lot of threes. And uh, that's when Trace Jackson Davis had a lot of assists because he was able to get the ball, get doubled, kick it out, and one of those guys was open. I don't feel like we're running that play as much, and I want to see it more in the games from now on. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall, I just think it was a slugfest. It was a game that we needed to get. It was a game we got. Um, guys need to get healthy now. Guys need to rest because coming up, we've got a big game. Purdue on Thursday at home. It's going to be a tough one after watching some of that Illinois Purdue game. Purdue's a tough team, guys. It's going to be it's going to be a tough team to play against. It's going to be a tough team to beat, even at home. And students, fans, guys that are there, guys that are in Indiana, around Bloomington, get there, cheer, be loud, because we need everyone there for this game. And um, I hope, I hope, I hope it's a competitive game and uh, we can lock down on defense again, and we can get things going. So, yeah, that'll do it on this edition, this remote edition of Hoosier Morning After. Thanks for watching, guys. Remember to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hi to those listening on the different stream platforms. Again, sorry for the audio if it's a little different, running a different setup, my mobile setup on this, on this game. 
Um, special thanks, uh, as always, to Bob Thompson for producing the music you hear on the show. We'll be back again, hopefully, on Friday morning. I'll be able to get a, get a show together for you guys to react to the Purdue game. Um, until then, guys, go out there, have a wonderful day, and as always, go Hoosiers.